0: Is simpler. We are three pastors, husbands, and fathers on a journey to make life simpler by holding Jesus as the core for every belief and practice. This journey has shaped us to be more like Christ, freed us from the shame of failure, and encouraged us to a deeper love of our Lord and God. We invite you to join us in the discussions that have shaped and continue to shape our lives. Yeah. First change, first off, right at the back. We're not going to talk about poop as much. I think that's the goal. (laughs) Poop, (laughs) all right. Second of all, um, this episode is going to be a little bit different for you guys. We're just uh, we're just going to get rocking and rolling, um, because it's 1953. Apparently, (laughs) 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 we're just going to jump right in. Um, And last time we did that, it wasn't. It was because it was the fifth Tuesday. This isn't. This isn't even a fifth Tuesday. A mid bite. And so I'm trying to swallow <laughs> How's that Chick fil A sandwich. It's good. It's a little bit cold, but it's good. Um, You're so happy it's not Sunday today. That we're I know. What a good day. Cause I've always asked for a Chick fil A sandwich. It's so, a funny story. <laughs>
1: a long time ago, we were recording a podcast on a Sunday and I told Pierce I'd meet him at Chick fil A and we'd ride out to the studio together. It's like 45 minutes from San Angelo. And uh, he texted me and said, Hey, would you grab me a chicken sandwich before I get there? I'm gonna be a little late. And I texted back and said, It's Sunday. And he texted back and goes, okay, but can you just go in and get me a chicken sandwich? <laughs> and I texted back and said it's Sunday. And he's like, Why can't you get me a chicken <laughs> just sandwich? Give me a sandwich. <laughs> and I was like, dude, they're closed on Sunday. Stop making like, this
2: oh. more difficult than it needs to be. Just give me just a go chicken sandwich. Just go in sandwich. there and fry
0: one up. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. So anyway, so it's not obviously it's not the it's not a fifth Tuesday. It's not anything like that. But we've had some pretty, I guess, more heavy episodes this month. And Ryan, you had come. You had said that you'd wanted to. We've been at this for a couple of years now, and we haven't really had an episode where we've talked about ourselves. I guess. What's, like a, what's a better way? What's a better way to introduce ourselves? It? Yeah.
2: yeah, I just I think we're into this now. Nearly two years, maybe will be two years. Yeah, uh, and I think we're getting new listeners all the time, and I think it would be helpful for people to kind of get to know us a little bit better. Yeah, I, I know we do have some people uh, who are like, "Man, I." I feel like i get to know you guys really well but i think it just an an epi- episode dedicated to hey here's kind of who we are and how we tick and so yeah i feel like we should go all those first oh really yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> uh all right um so my name's ryan and uh that's about all there are hi ryan so hi, y- ryan. <laughs> yeah so one of the things that i've said to the guys is like let's just share a little bit about who we are what makes us tick what uh, what god's done in our lives that kind of thing and so uh I uh, I grew up in Midland, Texas. Um, uh, grew up going to church, have three younger sisters, one's three years younger than me. I have a sister who's 12 years younger than me and a sister that's nearly 16 years younger than me. All same mom and dad. I know people who have that story with like separate families or step siblings or whatever, but all full-blooded uh, sisters. And uh, um, knew became a Christian when I was three, knew I wanted to preach at four. Um, I was a goofy kid. Uh, I've probably told this story before. I mentioned it a few weeks ago in church again, too. Just alluded to it. I'm waiting for more questions about it. But I was the kid, you know, in fourth grade on the playground that would get all the uh, dry grass from them having mowed and make a giant nest and pretend to be a pterodactyl. So have you ever yes. seen
0: a video, behind the scenes video of Benedict Cumberbatch playing the dragon in, a, yes. in The Hobbit? So how crazy <laughs> he is. Yeah. And so there's a (laughs) meme I saw the other day where it's like, my mom told me to go play with the kid next door. And this is the kid
2: kid (laughs) next door. And it was him just running around (laughs) screaming. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, I was that kid, (laughs) you know, I was, uh, was pretty goofy. Um, it's a really nice way to put it. Yeah. 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 I I think in third grade, that was about fourth grade in third grade. I pretended I was a metal detector (laughs) on the playground (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd, I'd walk around and start beeping and I'd go, oh, there's something here. And I'd, I'd reach down and always find something, a pull tab from a Coke can or something like that. Sometimes change, you know. And people were like, wow, you really are a metal detector. You know, because there's always some sort of piece of metal in, in the kid's playground, you know. But I was I was that kid. Um, uh, really, uh, probably about the time I was 15, 16, entered into a, uh, a, a really severe depression. Um, lived in that till I was about 25. Uh, still wanted to honor God uh through high school and college, but didn't didn't really have a lot of emotional resources to do that well. Um I was just I was just kind of barely hanging on. I was kind of just barely functioning and spent a lot of time uh in bed, probably about 18 hours a day in bed there for those the last few years of that in college and um, Went to school on scholarship and lost my scholarship because my grades all fell. And yeah, just crud. like, it was just kind of one thing after the other. Um, had a good friend in high school named Brian, um, but, uh, and we still talk every now and then, and he's actually supported my ministry and, and it's been really neat. He's He was a really good friend in high school and a good friend uh, for a little bit in college. Made some really good friends when I turned twenty. Ryan Layden and Scott Donahoe, who are both still in ministry, who, who were really instrumental for me in encouraging me and just being a good friend to me and kind of walking me through those later years of depression and really helping me to just refocus on Christ. Um, awesome dudes, really cool guys. Uh, both super smart. Both of them right now, so they're both a year younger than me. Uh, their birthdays just three days apart. They've been friends since middle school, but um they uh they're a year younger than me, almost exactly, like just a few days different, and uh they're both back in school now mm. um because because Donahoe really wants to he would like to be some sort of biblical professor at some point, like he knows that the church ministry he's in isn't where he's going to be forever, but he'd like to be a professor at some point, so he's going back and taking Greek and Hebrew again <laughs> and then uh and then Ryan, who lives in Australia, who's a pastor in Australia super cool story about that, but he's been there now for like i want to say it's been 10 years and they they ended up there because his son they lived in san antonio his son was doing a middle school report i know this is supposed to be about me never mind but laden cool story ask me about it sometime and he's gone back to school uh virtually online with new orleans baptist seminary and he's continuing his education and they're just they're just man always pressing to know god more anyway really good friends of mine really shaped me a lot um Moved to San Angelo, Micah and I became friends. It's been nearly twenty years now, and that friendship has shaped me a lot. And so, for me, I I feel really blessed because I've had some really amazing, godly people in my life that have shaped me, and I I hope that I've shaped them too. I think I have. I think that we've kind of it's kind of been a a mutual relationship, a mutual friendship. Um, And so, I've always wanted to be a preacher. Have enjoyed ministry now for twenty seven years plus uh, a year or two, a little bit, I guess, and. Met Michelle when I was 31. We met on MySpace, and uh, and she messaged me one day. Uh, the day before my birthday in 2006, I messaged her back. She had already decided not to message me back because she felt my first message to her was rude. <laughs> and so <laughs> I messaged her again the next day, and so she took a chance on me. We had our first date a week later. Uh, the day that I met Michelle, Micah, you were there. You and yep. your wife were there because I was there. we were doing a Disciple Now uh, in Mertzen, in Fad- in yeah, where we're where we are recording this podcast. Not at the same place, but same time. Not the same place, yeah. Uh same, same area. And uh and I told Mike, I said, I'm gonna meet this girl today. And Michael's like, cool. And then the we the four of us had dinner that night. You and Cammy and me and Michelle had dinner that night at uh, uh Buffalo Wild
1: Buffalo Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. I yeah. was shocked that you came with Yeah, with first her. date. And uh and so and and you were it was funny because you're always insecure, and you came in that night walking you walked into Buffalo Wild Wings like a king. You nice. were
2: like, yeah. Yeah yeah uh, it, was, it, was
1: just, it, it was just good man like it was just good like it uh, was i told cammy i was like okay this must be really good because look at him he's like yeah like, chest out I had some like swagger maybe for the first time maybe <laughs> a, the, o- maybe the cane? only time in my life i think you brought a cane in <laughs> With you were like <laughs>
2: uh it just reminded me of kramer in a seinfeld episode <laughs> but anyway but uh um we were looking at rings. She and I, two weeks later, we were engaged a couple of weeks after that, married a few months after that. We've got two awesome boys, a seventh grade boy, Asher, and a fifth grade boy, Riker. Um, and so like, I, I, just feel really blessed. I feel really blessed that I get to do what I'm doing in ministry with two of my very closest friends, Pierce and Micah. Um, Pierce and I've been friends for about a decade now. And, um, it's just, it's just fun. It is really fun to be able to to do this life with people I enjoy. I, I am, Micah would say it. Micah does say it to me this way a lot. It's not something he would say. It's something he does say <laughs> that I I think very much in a box, um, and I'm really working hard to be a little more broad minded. But to I, I I, make it more clear, you're really good within that box. I, I like you yeah. are,
1: you function very, very, very well yeah. inside that. box.
2: I see a system that works. Yeah. And I do that system to death. Yeah, really well. I just have a difficult time realizing there are other systems that work.
1: <laughs> well, I, I and, think and it, so, I yeah. think it's more so like you, your tendency isn't to see the other systems. So, that, so I don't even think it's like a negative. I think it's that you don't yeah, see maybe. it. You know what I mean? Like,
2: But yeah. uh, I'm trying to grow. Uh, I love to read. Um, uh, I love to read. And I read a lot of books about. The mind and the brain and thinking and functioning and stuff that maybe a lot of people would find boring. There's a few of you that'd be like, "Man, that's really cool stuff." One of my favorite books of all time: "Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow." Another book: "How Not to Be Wrong." Uh, I loved that one. The Power of Mathematical Thinking. I, I, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I think uh, with the with Micah, you and I have said and agreed probably the greatest, for sure, the greatest playoff football game ever and maybe the greatest football game ever between the bills and the, and the chiefs. Yep. Uh, I'm a chiefs fan. I'm a chiefs fan by default. I'm a Texas tech student. That's where I went to school before they kicked me out. And, uh, (laughs) I, I went to Texas tech. I'm a fan of my home. So I'm a fan of the chiefs. And, uh, And I was texting back and forth with Micah during that game, going, Oh my goodness. And like a few weeks before that, I was because I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. A few weeks before that, like a couple months before that, when the Spider-Man trailer dropped, Pierce and I were texting back and forth all night (laughs) and speculating. And I was like, I have two of the best friends ever because like I can nerd out with one on football and nerd out with the other on Spider-Man. And it's awesome. And so like I'm kind of both of those things. Like, the Spider Man guy and the football guy.
1: Um, We're probably not going to get in the pterodactyl nest with you.
2: No, no probably, probably not. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm, I'm probably not going to create the pterodactyl Steve, nest. Steven, I'm, I'm dude, <laughs> nice, Steven. A, I'm, I'm good, there, right brother. Let's I'm do here. it. Let's go right now. You're hey, a good man, dude. You got good this man. bottle
1: of Steven's essence that'll keep you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Too, that's right.
2: And uh, yeah, and so um, kids. <laughs> I, uh, I love to to write. I love to to think. and just I I want to. I think I, I got told so much that I was stupid, partly because when I was in kindergarten, first and second grade, I had a lot of seizures. I was on a lot of drugs that really messed with my head and it did make me slower. Uh, I couldn't process things as quickly. And so my first grade teacher told my parents that I was mentally handicapped. I needed to be in special education. Um, oh, was that because of the pterodactyl thing or something? That was fourth grade. That was a different thing altogether. I don't have the excuse of my seizure medicine for that. It's um, all me, baby. I, I uh, <laughs> um, I I am. I, part of the reason, Micah, and you've known me the longest in this room, and so like, you've known me longer than my wife. So, uh, see if this resonates, because you know, you say I work really well within my box. For me, part of part of the reason I operate within the box is because it's safe for me. Like, mm-hmm. it's I can understand it. And I like being able to understand my environment. Um, so if I can understand my environment, I can work really well in it. Uh, and so I I I do things that I I I'll give you an example really quickly. Uh, and I've been going ten minutes. I've promised myself I'd only do this for fifteen, but uh, I think pretty logically and sometimes pretty unemotionally. And so one of the, my favorite examples is it was the dumbest thing that I've ever said, but I just I just didn't think differently about it. So, and I've mentioned this before, I think in here, but uh, a few weeks before Michelle and I got married, keep in mind, we had dated for two weeks before we looked at rings. A few weeks later, we were engaged and we were married five months after that. So like the whole thing was seven months. few weeks before we got married, she said, do you think you would cry if I died? And I said, no, but I don't cry.
0: Nice. Yeah.
2: And, and <laughs> she goes, she goes, you wouldn't cry if I died? And I was like, well, no. I'm 31. Logically, I've I haven't dated anybody in seven years. You and I've only been together a few months. Like, I I would probably you know I'd, I'd be sad, but I'd be okay. And uh, and you're still married, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the back question this is: episode, yeah. Did she marry me? Like, yeah. <laughs> a few weeks later, she's still married. Oh, me. this is this is you're this is engaged. this is three weeks before we got married. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and in my head, I'm just like, well, that's that's just the truth. Like, that's. That's logical, right? Mm-hmm. So, to make it worse, two days before we got married. Yes. This is the worst one. <laughs> two days before we got married, uh, somebody said something. And I can't remember if Michelle was present, but Mich- Michelle got looped into the story. But the- somebody said something like, Isn't Michelle the most beautiful girl in the world? And I said, Well, no, but I'm not the most handsome guy in the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh That's my, my. favorite yeah. thing yeah. I've ever yeah. Yeah. heard. That's the best thing and, ever. And, oh. and so they Is said Is that
0: what she named the painting of you two? Like, <laughs> right.
2: So, so <laughs> in, in, yes. in my head, two very ordinary people. In my head, I didn't do anything <laughs> wrong because I'm thinking mathematically, like, yeah, I know no that objectively I am not the best looking guy in the world. We're not the best looking couple in the world. And neither is she. And God. the person who's asking me this is asking about my affection for Michelle. But that's not how my brain interpreted the question. <laughs> my brain interpreted the question just from a, a pure mathematical <laughs> question. And, does, does that make sense? The way I oh, yeah, think this though is yes.
0: like business minded coming from me like if I was like teaching somebody how to sell and like you walked in and we had this conversation I'd be like Oh, there's no hope. Yeah. 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 Right. Why do like, I need
2: this? No, you don't.
0: Yeah, exactly. You don't yeah, need it. That's, no. that's exactly
2: why I'm a terrible salesman, because yeah. I'm like, horrible. You, you don't you need don't, any of this. just let me take it. care yeah. of that with your painting. So, <laughs> so, so, so I look at, and I was like, well, honey, like, this is two days before we get married. Duh. Don't you get it, <laughs> And I'm Michelle. like, I'm like do you think I'm the most handsome person in the world? she goes, yes. And I was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You lie. I was like, (laughs) you love me and I love you, but empirically, come on. Like I am not. And so like in my head, it's just. (laughs) It's
1: funny that you were reasoning on an objective standard on a subjective topic.
2: Right. True. This is the box. But the couple (laughs) of You saw
1: a subjective question as an objective truth.
2: I know. But I'm just like, there's. Uh, anyway, I, I'm that's just that's how I exist. And Micah <laughs> I I have I have a home. She said yes. I yeah, she did. And they're still there. And, and and here's the truth. Like she told me that both of those, both of those instances hurt her feelings. But today, neither in retrospect, neither of those things hurt her feelings because she laughs like that I'm that way. That like, she knows I love her and mm-hmm. she knows that I find her beautiful and attractive. It, 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 that wasn't in my head what the question right. was. Right? Right, yeah, yeah. Um, if, if the person had said, do you think Michelle's gorgeous? Yes, I have no problem with that. Is Michelle the love of your life? Yes, yeah. you know? <laughs> but like, are you gonna cry? Probably not because I don't cry, you know? My dad mocked me for like six years every time I cried as a boy. So I've just learned to shut it off, you know. Oh. Like, yes, I'm dysfunctional and weird, but uh, one of the other <laughs> things that I I do um, is Micah calls it my my mind palace or my memory palace. I I can't call it that because I'm a huge fan of the BBC Sherlock, and my mind palace isn't anything like his. So that's my kickback against that phrase. But in my head, I have this beautiful two story house. Memory palace. Um, The the upstairs is only accessible At the end of a long hallway The upstairs is only accessible By uh, an elevator You get up there And when you step off the elevator To the right is my office So those are all the things I have to do I have notes on the blackboard And also on the dry erase board I have two wall-length blackboards That I make notes on And they slide up and down Like in a big uh, uh, lecture hall You know, in a a university So there's one that you can pull down And you can write on it And you can push it back up Uh, I have a safe underneath my desk Um, that's for things that no one else needs to know about. I'm the only one that knows the combination. Like Ada. That's where you keep all your Ada. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and then, and then at the end of the night and then across the hall on the other side, across the hall is my art studio where all of my commissions are and all the things I need to do for artwork are in there. And at the end of the night when I'm laying in bed, trying to go to sleep, I shut and lock both doors. I go and punch in the key code at the elevator and drop the key card in, and it goes down to the first floor in a lockbox. So I can't get access to the the second floor again until the morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a timed alarm. And I go downstairs, and I walk down the long hall, windows on both sides of this gorgeous mountain home. And I go out the back door, and I grab an inner tube. It's next to the wood pile. And I put on my swim trunks, and I get in the river, and I float down the river in the sunshine until I fall asleep. Somebody please give this guy $100 million. And uh and people to, to build the house. Well, you know, yeah. What, yeah. You yeah. know what people like this normally this.
1: do? They count cards and make millions
0: of dollars. <laughs> from yeah, <front> of
2: <laughs> <to see laughs> so so you're okay. gonna have
0: to give it to him because he's not gonna sell anything in <laughs> <laughs> You don't actually need this. Man. <laughs> so <laughs> this so, room is full of art. <laughs> uh,
2: that's uh, yeah, so God's done God's done a lot in my life. I've had great friends, I have an incredible wife, I have incredible kids, and I am weird and quirky, and that's me. All right. Who's next? Nice. It's sure, I can go. <clears throat> uh
0: I don't know how to
2: follow that. I don't. <laughs> you weren't a
0: pterodactyl. I'm, I'm not I'm not nearly
2: as entertaining as that. I'm that's really, not true. That's not true at all. I'm really not, man. There's um, so much great about you.
0: That that's not what I said. I said I'm not nearly as entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Too true, true. True true. I didn't build a nest in the in the in the grass. Um I don't know. Now, that, that, yeah, anyway. It's entertaining. It is entertaining. The, the phrase was entertaining. Yeah. Uh no, nah, I mean, as far as testimony type stuff is concerned, uh I grew up in a in a stereotypically on paper Christian household, but really very far away from a Christian household. Mm-hmm. I think that I was taught Christian truths that I still will uh piggyback or will piggyback off piggyback off of but i had a lot of unlearning to do what i mean by that is that the scripture was taught um maybe not with the right heart um but the words were there that i was still going to vbs i was still going to church um we still said our prayers at night we still did a lot of those things that's what i mean by christian home um what i mean by very much different was that my dad came out of the closet when i was 11 years old Um, and what I learned later from my mom was actually that he had left before when I was nine with the same thing. And so, or when I was five, um, so that was an ongoing thing throughout my dad's whole life was that he, um, he would have said at the, he would have said before the divorce that he had struggled with being gay, but then after coming out that he was just embracing who he was after coming out. And so, um, my dad who I idolized and put up on a pedestal as being, um, this great man of God, because he was a worship, uh, pastor. He was a teaching pastor. He was a youth pastor. He had all these different roles in the church growing up. Um, he was somebody who went to Hardin Simmons at an, in, in Abilene. We were, we lived all over the place. Gosh, he went to school at so many different places throughout Texas. And this story, forgive me for you guys listening and watching, is going to be all over the place. <laughs> but, um, But so he went to school all over the the place. We were involved in all these different churches. But my parents were really quick to get involved, like to get a title. And because he had these different degrees and because he was ordained, he was quick to get a high up title. So he was a youth pastor. He was a worship minister. He was uh, a teaching pastor for a while. And I held him in that high regard. And then when I was 11 years old is when my dad left when he came out of the closet. And I had a lot of resentment at that time of my dad leaving around the same time was whenever I was in a really bad accident. Uh, and I was in a really bad wheeler accident where I should have died and I didn't. Um, and so around that whole year, I remember it was just a lot of, questioning God of like, why would God, why would God allow my dad to leave my family? Why would God allow me to go through so much physical pain and allow my mom to go through so much anguish of her husband leaving and her her son to almost die? And why would God do all these things, uh, in life? And, um, and throughout from about 11 to about 15, God really taught me, um, I'm God because of who I am, not because of who other people are. Mm. Um, I am God because of how I proclaim myself to be. And sometimes I may use other people. The truths that you were taught from the scripture, those remain true, even though the mouths who taught it abandoned me. Um, those truths that were said in scripture, those remain to be true, even though the hearts behind it weren't necessarily 100% behind me. Um, that's not to say anything bad about my mom. That's strictly my dad. Um, my mom, my mom loves Jesus. I can. I don't want to dive in a hole deep about my mom. My mom, I believe, loves the Lord. I believe she was dealt a really hard hand with everything with my dad. Um, she 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 strived to be a submissive wife in the midst of all of that, and it was very 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 hard and very 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 rough. Um, and then did what she could for the best of her family in the midst of that. And so by the time I was fourteen or fifteen, that rolled around. I was the person that was like, okay. God, I'm going to try to follow after you, but I don't know. I really as somebody who who has the piece of paper that says I was saved when I was 7 and then did the different camps that like had had these different moments in life that were like, "Okay, God, I'm going to follow after you because you are who you say you are at these different moments of like these different intense question God moments at 11 and then learning from 11 to 15. I don't know if I was truly following Jesus until I was 18. Like, I don't know. I mean, you've talked about Ryan before you probably talked about on here. You've talked about celebrating your Christian birthday. I don't know when my, no idea when my Christian birthday is. I know that I know now I'm following Christ. I know that when I was 18, I was following Christ. There's probably some bits in between there that I could say I was following Christ, but I don't know if that was like part of my part of Jesus, like calling me to him. Like, I don't really know about the bits and pieces of that. But I don't, my, my, and I'm not saying you're saying this by any means, my, my, my pride isn't in a date. My, my boast is in the Lord. Yeah. I know for certain who I am today because of who, of, because of what Christ has accomplished.
2: Which uh, is one of my favorite things that Micah has done with people. Like I've yeah. heard you have that conversation with people, Micah, where you're like, it, does it matter? If and we're it's eight or 18? Like what you know today yeah. is yeah. that you believe that. And that's,
1: you believe there's enough evidence to say that Jesus was resurrected from the grave.
0: That's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> took me a second, wow. but, 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 but absolutely. That'll be it. Did it just get a little bit, did it All get right. a little bit shady in here or what? Keep <laughs> Man, we, we missed you, dude. We're glad you're back. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so happy. It's been a minute. <laughs> uh, it has been. Um, so, yeah, I think that, and I think that that's actually, Doing life with you, Mike, has helped shape that mentality. So I don't know if there definitely wasn't any guilt, but there was a lot of like, for a while, that's a lot of what people want to hold on to is like, when were you saved? And so I don't, I haven't heard that in a long time, I don't think. And that's probably just because I've gotten older and I'm in ministry. So people don't need, feel the need to ask me that question. But I feel like I was asked that a whole bunch. And so I, I was like, well, seven, and then I would think about all the hardships I went through when I was like twelve, and so I was like, well, I bet the Lord really got a hold of me at twelve. So I'd be like, well, twelve, and so I'd just throw that out there. And they'd like, well, I was baptized when I was seven, I should probably go back to seven. Well, seven, <laughs> and then I'd be like, well, you know, I wasn't really till college that I was really following the following the Lord. Eighteen, so then I I was just all over the place. But then it was probably so when I say doing life with Micah, I was it was the year I turned twenty one. So it was it was the summer of two thousand eleven. Um, was when I was third string bassist for Micah, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was down the list of the calls of, uh, of playing bass for Micah, and uh, and yeah, so that was. Uh, I but mean, then I was, you were first string. Then I was first string, yeah. So I think I think I uh, you had you had I think you had had three or four different bassists that summer. Um, I think you were the third that summer. I yeah. was the third that summer, and so those those two before me couldn't do that last camp, and that's what it was and so they one of those guys had recommended me and then through uh, us connecting that and through me doing a pretty crappy job for the first couple sets
1: <laughs> that wasn't your fault uh, to true. stand on a stage like that in front of like 1100 true. people for your first time ever and then, at least you that's... got the call and then for John Wiley <laughs> I
0: know right then for John Wiley to pl- play it you're 10 still, times you're too still fast you were still
1: like a pro wakeboarder
0: I know right <laughs> exactly for John Wiley to be like I'm gonna play this <laughs> Oh, it was as fast as possible. That was a nightmare. This the, is pre the wildest is,
1: 84 beats per minute you ever heard. <laughs> and this is right. this is pre-click
0: track. Like we weren't using click
1: tracks at all. It was so just, I'm like, like I
0: wouldn't have came. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to go like, please just go as fast as possible. No click. So My fingers like locked up. It was a wild Ugh. man. Uh, so anyway, uh yeah, we I ended up being the first the first basis called for you. And we uh I wasn't going, I don't know, the 456 was a thing, but I wasn't going to the 456. Y'all started yeah. in 09, yeah. Um, I hadn't, I wasn't going to the 456 yet, but I was, I was at the D now I was at the camp, me and you were having a lot of those conversations through traveling. Um, and before that, so I should rewind a little bit before that I was involved in a lot of Christian bands, what I was going to be, I was going to be a Christian musician. Like I was going to, I was going to, I loved Christian metal core, Christian hardcore. <laughs> I wanted to scream for Jesus and, uh, Man, I loved every minute of it. I, and I still love it. What's funny is like this past Christmas, I was like, shows are back, baby. Because COVID <laughs> has been like ruining live shows forever. But so this this past year, they do an annual Christmas show in San Angelo. And I was like, I, I was, I've been in a band that's not really broken up. We just haven't played in two years. <laughs> so it's like we're broken up, but we never did the official breakup. So I'm like, let's just do it, man. Let's just play the show. But all of us were everywhere for Christmas. So it just wouldn't have happened. But part of me is like, let's go do it. So I love it. I love screaming. I love the energy. I love the live feel, but I love it as a venue for reaching the lost. Like, golly, like it's just being in that, in that, in that environment that not only for me is a place where it is so much raw emotion um, that can be poured out. So like at this point in my life where I know where I stand regarding Christ by now, Um, I know where I stand following after Jesus, where I can pour out all the crap that I've been through regarding my dad. I can pour out, um, all of these deep truths that I'm now learning in regards to who Christ is in regards to the scripture in regards to how the spirits at work in my life. And I can just pour out this raw passion that is real into a already raw and passionate music scene. I can just pour that on the page and then scream my heart out. Like, and then these kids respond to it. Like that's super dope. And then to a place where like, I'm already personality wise, I love to be very personable and very and like and just hang out. And that's what this is. We're just going to go hang out for 4 hours in a in a place and lose our hearing. Like this sounds awesome. And then I get to scream for 30 minutes of it and then I can sell t-shirts and you guys are just coming hanging out my table and we can just chill. Like this is just a dream come true. This is amazing. There's no money involved. I mean, if you got actually paid well, then that would be that would be the dream come true part of it because then there's every aspect of it. But Um, yeah, we, me and a lot of the, just people that I got really close to, like, um, shout out to Caleb, shout out to Mark, like these people that, that were 100% peers, like people that we were coming into learning who Jesus is and, and Christ was establishing this foundation. And we were like, who are we? Like, who are we as brothers in Christ? Who are we as, as sinners made saints? Like, who are we? Like. And just discussing the word together, figuring out what community looks like, because we had grown up in this stereotypical type church thing for so long, and now we're beginning to actually look what look see what community of believers looks like as people who are coming to band practice and and actually talking about what we're learning in the scripture and talking about um maybe a new song that we heard and, and actually saying like, well is this biblical like what's actually going on here like talking about these things having these hard conversations. And then bringing that into trying to be a light to the loss in our community, may it be, in San Angelo. We played shows in Abilene, in the Dallas area, in the Lubbock area. We went up to New Mexico. Um, we went up to Oklahoma. Like, we played a lot just in the South in the south area. And then that bleeds into time with Micah and bleeds into that ministry aspect of it. we playing worship in uh, Disciple Nows and camps and different conferences and stuff like that. And then that timeline bleeds into getting to Orion Ryan with... Uh, Come starting to come to the 456 and then the band stuff started to die out. And I thought, what am I going to do with my life? Well, you know what? (laughs) I want to keep doing ministry. So you know what I have to do? I got to go to seminary. Well, if I go to seminary, I got to finish college and I'm a college dropout because I wanted to be in a band (laughs) and, uh, you started the discipleship program. 710. So I thought, like, you know what? Well, if I'm going to, I'll intentionally kind of learn yeah. more about the scripture, intentionally more learn, a, or learn more of this kind of in an academic type setting.
2: My, my success rate with the 710, because there were four of you guys in one virtual. Uh, so my success rate right now is 20%. It's me.
0: <laughs> it's you. <laughs>
2: that's right. You're looking at him. Uh, well, if we're talking about investing, I mean, that's dope.
0: That is that's true. true. That's
2: true. All right. All right.
0: It's a pretty good, good pretty thanks. good, pretty good return. You're my Ada. I'm right. It's <laughs> the sweetest thing anybody could have ever said to me.
2: <laughs> I don't know what he
0: means
1: because Ada's really far down right now. I know it's, very, it's actually a very sad thing somebody could say. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's the potential. <laughs> there yeah. you go. So between between playing bass with you, Micah, between joining the Seven Ten, like reestablishing a relationship with you guys, like this kind of going from a lot of like a pure basis of community and now actually entering into a community where now I'm learning under kind of both of you guys where I actually feel, I mean, and I had, uh, I had Justin Smith. If, if you're listening, Justin, shout out to you. Um, and I had I th- really just Justin from Grace Temple that I was learning under and now kind of transitioning to learning under you guys. Um, cause there was a lot of lag over there. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to go into the details, but, um, transitioning to learning under you guys. And now this relationship kind of being built up into pastor and now into an overseer role at the 456 where we're now peers in Mm -hmm. that role like that's that's an interesting transition to make like it's that's not normal i feel like to um to kind of i guess it's normal to hire within for like some companies to kind of build up that way but um very interesting and it's it's what we have is not normal no um And I think you guys know that more than anybody because you guys have traveled. Is it because I'm not normal? (laughs) Yeah, we got a weird pterodactyl on the team.
2: Um, How many how many churches can say that exactly? I feel
1: like there's some Photoshop stuff
2: coming (laughs) up. posts. (laughs) What what is a
0: pterodactyl and Ryan having? Thank you so much. What's really interesting though is that you guys really really understand the 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 not normalcy of it. I mean, you you've worked at a at a local church in town. Uh, for a while, uh, Micah, excuse me. I'm gesturing to Micah for those listening. Um, but both of you guys have traveled and just kind of like been involved with other church staffs and church teams for a long time. And while I have traveled with you, Micah, since 2011, um, and kind of witnessed some of those teams, I haven't been as involved My core involvement of being a part of a church staff is the 456. Mm -hmm. And so while I've witnessed a lot of things and I know cognitively that like what we have isn't normal, I don't necessarily know the full weight (laughs) of how not normal it is, um, but I see that it really isn't. I'm so grateful for that.
1: Not Um, not normal in a good way. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. The the community that we have, the comfortability that we have um, and kind of where we are. And so I know that I kind of-
2: Legitimate friendship. Oh, absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah, and so I know that I kind of just just did kind of the testimony thing. What makes me tick? I like Jurassic Park and Harry Potter. Uh, I like heavy music. Um, I'm really thankful of where we are. I didn't even mention Hannah in my testimony, but she's cool too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's his we, wife. We
0: got up. We got actually we got up to the 4:56, so That's we're a, we're in the time I, mean, I I think. Hey, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna tell. The, I want to tell the story. So Pierce sure, is yeah. doing student ministry,
0: and he married one of the college students. Yep. Absolutely. There was a scandal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're right at the 456. One of the students, actually, yeah, both of y'all have a really good perspective of that because. Yeah. Yeah, you wanted me and Hannah to get together, but yeah. you didn't think it would happen. Oh gosh, no. no, no, no! I guaranteed you. <laughs> gosh, I, I, Ryan gave r- me the Ryan, Ryan, Ryan g- Douglas <laughs>
1: guarantee. <laughs> we got that, two that, references that, now. Yeah. <laughs> that they would not. That they would not. Because I called Ryan one day and I was like, "I think something's I was happening. Like, Dude, I think something's going on with Pierce and like, Hannah." He nope. was like, "Absolutely
2: not. She would never date him." Yeah, <laughs> see, because like a year earlier, I'd really wanted them to, and I just. You I just never saw anything Bruce. so right. I was just like, it's yeah. done. It's well, there wasn't gonna gonna
1: anything happen. there, yeah. You
0: know what's right. hysterical about that, though, is a year earlier, we, me, Hannah and I just talked about this on our anniversary trip a month ago, uh, that she... She, we talked about that year point earlier. And that's funny that you wanted it then too, because she, me and her ended up going to lunch alone when like five other people were supposed to go. And then she was like, well, can I get a ride? My car's at someone's and I was like, oh yeah, for sure. We're going to meet all those people there. And then they weren't there. And so it was just lunch with me. Oh, I had her. date. And so she was like, <laughs> this is the best day of my life. Like she, she was like, it's happening. <laughs> it's finally happening. And so what's funny is you were like, yeah, like you wanted something a year earlier. She was like, it's fine. Happen and then, not two weeks later, I started dating a different
2: girl, and she was like, I hate everything. See, and that's that's why I thought, I was like, Well, that's done. Because, see, Hannah, when she first started coming, she was one of the college girls that Michelle and I reached out to and had over for dinner, and then she came over every week for dinner for a year. Didn't you all watch a show together? Yeah, she came over for dinner, we'd watch a show together and hang out, yeah, and so like she she sent us Christmas cards from home that year she was and in, like, like your adopted yeah, daughter yeah she was one I of, just, y'all are still saved that way in her phone one of her biggest one of her, biggest, <laughs> one of her <laughs> biggest concerns coming to college was how much she was going to miss her mom and dad and so she felt like God had provided Michelle and me to be mm-hmm. kind of those surrogates for her because you're old yeah <laughs> And so, like, I loved her. I loved her, and I loved you, and I was like, how cool would that be? Yeah. And then the longer it went on, I was like, well, that's, <laughs> that's never going to happen. Never, and Micah, so... Micah was like, it's totally going to happen. I was like, I guarantee you it's not. It's never
0: going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I totally wish we had taken that I wish bet. we had bet something <laughs> on bet it. something. <laughs> What's so great about I that- I guarantee you. I'm so thankful that the amount of time did pass, because Hannah really needed to grow. I mean, in- not yeah, in. Throw air. it on her. No, no, no. no. Like,
2: wow, no. Like, I'm getting there. I'm getting She's not there. the most gorgeous woman in the world. And I'll not crying.
1: like not. my wife needs a. Gross she, you stick. know what's funny
0: is we did talk. We've already talked about. It. She knows. I mean, he's calling his wife ugly to her face. And I. <laughs> oh,
2: hey, come on, man. <laughs> I'm just joking. Come on. Just joking. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you what's in the safe under my desk? And my. <laughs> is it a gun? <laughs> Please don't. Is it the labeled Pier, for Pierce? <laughs> no, man. Man, there's a red folder in there.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I know what it is. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. It's all
2: the dirty pictures of my wife in my head. <laughs> I got you. Well, it's yeah. not dirty. It's pure. It's, I know. It's, it's marriage. marriage. It's marriage. But you open and it up, the, it shines gold. Okay, wait, wait. Ah. And the
0: pterodactyl costume. Sorry. <laughs> That's right.
2: And the pterodactyl <laughs> Sorry, costume. Hang on a Before second. So when things
0: get a little crazy. Hang, hang on a second.
2: Why is it
1: your, is safe? Your memory palace, nobody goes in the room. Why are those not plaster <laughs> all over the wall? Why is it in a safe and a folder? Be- in because I'm concerned in. that
2: somebody could go in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like There's locks on the what door. If, I mean, we're, we're entering into the metaverse. I mean, what, <laughs> what, if, what if someone could spend <laughs> <pay> the money? <laughs> I wouldn't even be- mad. Make it happen. No, no, it's not anything I'm embarrassed about, but- it's I like, need to circle back to me okay. insulting my wife. In, in, in my brain. <laughs> just in my brain, there's this private section. <laughs> yeah. And the way that that private section in my brain, it's not just those things So are like in someone there.
1: could like plug in and get into your room. Yeah.
2: So all of all of my private things are in that safe under my <laughs> desk in my like Wiener sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on. So anyway, on.
2: back to me insulting my wife. Yeah. So I think
0: I had a ton of growth to do as well. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And but, the podcast ended. That I know. Day. So like, <laughs> rewinding a little bit. So like with Hannah, I think Hannah was at a place, ma- place, was at a place maturity wise that I we could have completely right, dated. Dixon. I know, right? We could have a hundred percent dated. But we've just, we talked about her just like being socially awkward <laughs> and like even, even when me and her hung out alone that day, like I was just like, <laughs> 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 like during it, I remember being like, Oh, she's, she's really oh, cool. You know like what? I remember I that. Cause well, you she had to wait, like, you had to wait for her to turn 18.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she, had, she hadn't graduated yet. So I was like, it's really awkward
0: for me to hang out with a minor by herself. Yeah. <laughs> Cause
1: I remember you calling, I remember you calling me and being like, Hey dude, I don't know. Was this okay? Like I had lunch with Hannah by myself. Like, was this okay? Was like,
0: and she was fine. like 21. Yeah. yeah. yeah like it was not fine. that big of a deal. Um, yeah. So I mean, her have talked about that, but what's so funny is I think that there was also that level for her where she was like, well, it's not going to happen. And then it also gave her this confidence the next like 10 months later where she was just like, Oh, we're going for it. Let's yeah. do it. Now I'm going to take my chance. Whereas before, I don't know, there was like that, that time needed to happen. For both of us whereas for me I had a I had a lot of areas to grow up in in like legit areas and she I just think needed that little boost of confidence that I think yeah. that may have been the thing that well, was it made major
2: relationship what it is it made it 100 oh, yeah and uh
0: and I, it's been gr- it's been so great to be able to see her grow um to who she is and now we're able to come just as a unit um Build a house build a house, build a home together. We have Riley together. Is it in your is head? Is it in your head? Yeah. We have, we have a memory house together. <laughs> a memory, a memory palace together. Yeah. We you just actually have three houses. I know, man. Well no. Oh, no, we just have two oh, houses. You just yeah. sold the other ones, right? one's a memory house, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh so who I am. So life's life's great. You ended that way. I got a I got a wife. I got a kid. She is almost two. And uh, not my not kid. my wife. My <laughs> wife is 26 this year, which sounds so young, right? Is 26 this year, uh, and my daughter is two, and I am 32 this year. Yep, so those are our ages, and I expect so birthday So you were person. a
1: senior in high school when she was in sixth grade. I
0: know. I made that joke when at <laughs> my uh, <laughs> wedding rehearsal dinner, and I should not have made that joke because her <laughs> whole family who didn't like me yet her whole family just goes and like, you could like audibly (laughs) hear the groans. And I was like, well, I hope you guys enjoy that steak. We'll talk to you guys later. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So I think, I don't know. Is that good for me? Sure. Cool. I mean, I guess it's yeah. perfect. Wow. I, said, I said Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, and Jesus. So I think perfect. we're good. And, and, and music. <laughs> two yeah. for two. And, and Hannah. Our spouse is
2: ugly. There yeah. <laughs> yeah. we go. Yeah. Dang. We know this is such poor representation here. Before. I didn't it's even
0: not, say ugly. I just said, it's so not going to happen on this one, grow again. This is really all, right. all,
2: all I need to say about me.
0: That's right.
2: Ah. <laughs> Matchless Photography. Thank you for your sponsorship of Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Colin. Thanks, Colin. Andrea. I was introduced to Dr. Pepper when I was I think, 10 or 11. This is all about Micah. Every, everything's going to be Dr. Pepper. <laughs> right. His I memory palace is Dr. Pepper.
1: I used to do the suicide where you mix all the drinks at the at the yeah. fountain. And then some, one day someone introduced me to Dr. Pepper and I was like, never going That's back. It. Never going back. Never going That's back. It. Um, I grew up in a great house. Both my parents were believers and loved Jesus. Um I got saved. I would probably say I put my faith in Jesus at five. Um, I remember having a conversation with my mom. Um, and it's so vivid because they were having some work done on the plumbing and they had like jackhammered the floor up to to get to the sewer line. So there's this giant hole in my parents' room. And I remember sitting on the other side of the hole asking my mom questions about Jesus. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I believe that. So I really think I got probably put my faith in Jesus at five. <clears throat> um my dad became a pastor when I was seven, so I think I grew up most of my life as a pastor's kid, so I was that kid. It's a funny story about that. The first time I was ever introduced or saw marijuana was at a um, a, a pastor's conference at Glorietta, New Mexico, oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. which all the, all the pastor's kids were doing a conference together because all the parents were doing training, and that was the first time I'd ever <laughs> seen marijuana. <laughs> so that's typical pastor's kids. Um, I, I actually started, so I was an athlete growing up, played soccer. Wanted to play soccer for the rest of my life, but God called me to ministry when I was fifteen. So surrendered to that, call it fifteen. Um, was luckily lucky enough, like you said, Ryan, to have some really close friends in high school that really helped kind of shape that direction for me, Matt Bramlett, and Brian Poppy. We we I mean, started walking with Jesus when we were like 16, which was crazy. Um, and so that really kind of pushed me into the to the I think the direction of ministry that God was calling me to um, Matt and I actually started a band worship band together. Um, we were in high school started doing like disciple nows and stuff. Um, at the end, I think it was right after our senior year, right towards the end of our senior year of high school. Um, did that for a few years. Those guys actually. Once I, I quit the band in two thousand three after college, because I felt like God was really calling me to preach more. Uh, and that's when those guys got really good, <laughs> and like they blew up. Yeah, like, they took off. On his floor was like everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it, it, it is like those guys are super talented. Like realistically, like I'm a musician. I've been a worship leader since I was like sixteen, but it's just a different level. Those guys are like a different level of mus- musicians. Like they're it's a whole different level. Um, I feel like I've got my lane, but I, I like—I really was probably holding them back from the musicianship that they accomplished after I left. Anyways, I was uh, started, so I started doing ministry um, <clears throat> at a young age, and then um, started leading worship at a church when I was nineteen um, during college. Which I don't know if that was smart or not, but I did. Um, that was during the eras too when people were uh, um, like fighting over styles of music. In fact, my sister was reminding me, I saw her a few weeks ago, she was reminding me of some times when she would walk into the sanctuary on a Sunday morning and I was having it out with the pianist or the organist <laughs> that morning, I'm sure, over style of music. And, um, but that's always been kind of me too. I'm always, I've always been kind of the, uh, um, I don't work well inside a box, Ryan. Like I, I don't like being confined inside a box. Like you gotta give me a good reason why that box has the boundaries it does. And if there's not a good reason, I'm not interested in your stupid box. Like that's <laughs> um that's kind of just been my life. Um so doing ministry I I guess technically you're right, Ryan. I don't know when you said that since I was 16, but like I feel like I started doing ministry and I was probably like 19. Gotcha. For real. Um I guess, I guess it's a debatable thing, but my my plan <clears throat> um was to go to Texas Tech, strangely enough. Um, but but ended up staying. at. I was, my plan was to go to Angelo State. I would State. have still been there. Really?
2: Yeah, I lived in Lubbock in, for in 99? eight years. I lived in Lubbock for oh. eight years. Hmm.
1: So then I hadn't thought about that. I've never literally never thought about that before. That's probably the grace of, that's probably why I didn't go to Tech. Yeah. For real. Like, God probably knew that if I went to Tech, you would have hated me. Yeah, and you me. I would have demolished you, and you would have hated me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because like, you would have said something, and I would have, like, you know, anyway, it wouldn't have been good. Yeah, we met
2: for the first time in March, 2002. Yeah,
1: which is a lot different. Yeah. So anyways, my plan was to go to Tech, but I went to Angelo State for a year and then I was going to transfer. We ended up getting involved in ministry at Angelo State, loved it. Met literally the most beautiful woman in the entire world, <laughs>
0: married
2: there we her. Go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Take notes,
1: boys. Yep. That's how you
2: knew that your wife
0: wasn't. Just take oh, notes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, just a couple of sixes oh. in love. <laughs> <laughs> hey, side note, look, think, man, I'm working really hard, and I'm hoping to be at least a seven and a half by the time I'm 15. i <laughs> I'm
1: going downhill fast. <laughs> I think it's funny that so. Ryan, you and Pierce are, if we were doing like a, uh, IQ test, you guys would be quite a bit higher than me on the <laughs> IQ test. I'm the only one that graduated from college. <laughs> two true, true. <laughs> the, 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 the Smart guys didn't graduate. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I got my business degree from Angelo State and, uh, we ended up staying in San Angelo. My plan was to go to seminary, but I think God kept me from my plan of where I was going to go to seminary at the time. I think if I'd gone to so seminary at, at that point, I think I would have been, um, I would have been that like super arrogant. I would have been really good at my job, whatever I did. And I would have known it and I would have been arrogant about it. And I would have been that prick that nobody wants to be around. I think that was the path I would have been destined for had I tried to take matters in my own hand. But anyways, ended up not doing that, ended up staying here, started traveling and doing ministry, Ryan, like you did traveling and preaching, traveling and worship. And then we planted the church later. And that's kind of been the story. I I have always still loved sports. So I, about Almost 20 years ago, um, when you introduced me to disc golf and I started realizing there was a culture of people that needed to hear about Jesus in the sport of disc golf, like 20 years ago, I started praying that God would like give me an opportunity to have a bigger voice um, for the gospel in the sport of disc golf. And today, I mean, I think I could say that that prayer has been answered. It is continuing to grow. I'm now partnered with a disc golf ministry called Eagle's Wings, where I'm Basically, getting to I'm in essence functioning as like a pastor um, for for the disc golf pro tour, Um, and I have have an opportunity to to like be a voice for for Jesus and have influence um, in the entire disc golf world, and it's you know that expands to disc golf now is in Africa, disc golf's in Japan, it's in Europe, it's in now in South America, some places. So like all those places now the, the believers there connecting with us and those, all those, even those other countries. So like the influence the opportunity for influence is big. And so God definitely answered that prayer. So now that's, that's part of what, part of what I'm doing. Uh, my heart for, for ministry has, has always been to, to just proclaim Jesus. I think, um I think it's part of the reason that I ended up not, not staying with the band is I just recognize that even though I'll always be a worship leader um and I'll always have a heart for that. um I think there's, I think there's something on my heart, like a passion that's always burned in my heart to to challenge um to challenge Christians to think bigger and think correctly about God's calling for us as as followers of Jesus. um and I mean, I think one of my favorite things about <clears throat> my opportunities is as a brown guy going into a lot of the churches I go into, I can say almost anything I want to say, you know what I mean? And I'm mm-hmm. able to challenge um even like i I end up going to a lot of mostly white churches. And uh, I will. It's it's fun for me because I can just make fun of white people for
2: for for being white people. <laughs> yeah, well, man, what like? are they gonna say to me, you know yeah. me? Like, but
1: but on a serious note, like just being able to challenge some of those boundaries that that we've faced within the church in in at least this part of the country for a long time, not from the perspective of like like a political viewpoint, but just reminding people like who we're called to be in christ is Mm -hmm. we're one in spite of there's no longer jews or gentiles slavery free there's no longer filipinos or mexicans or half filipino mexican lookalikes or white or black you know like none of that stuff we're all one in christ and so that's kind of been my passion for a long time is is to be a voice for that so when i uh ryan you a few years ago really felt like the move for you was to come off the road um which i think it was exactly what we needed at the 456 we needed you here to be here all, all the time and Bringing you on, Pierce, to be a pastor as well, I think has helped that growth because now there's both of you guys that are here on a very consistent basis. I feel like my role at the 456 as a pastor is similar, but I think God still got me out on the road as part of our ministry, even at the Mm -hmm. 456, to be be a voice in this way. I really, without getting into giftedness too much, I think I really function more like a prophet than I do like a shepherd Mm -hmm. in that regards. I think that's more my not-profit, like like telling people their dreams and stuff like that. I mean, just like being able to tell people what God has said and do it unashamedly and not really, I could literally don't care what people think about me. Mm -hmm. I just don't. Which is
2: crazy awesome.
1: I don't. I I mean, it doesn't mean I don't, I'm not concerned. I overthink it all the time. (laughs) It doesn't mean I'm not concerned when people like have thoughts for me or criticism or constructive criticism. It just means like I'm not, there have been times, Ryan, you and I have dealt with some hard things. And you, I, I hate this for you. You'll be like, I've been thinking about this for like the last few months. And I'm like, thinking about what? Like, I, I, I <laughs> that's, <thought> like <laughs> that's kind of you
2: because usually it's like I've been thinking about this for the last two years. It's yeah, like, yeah. How, yeah I, uh, People are like, how long are you going to be sad about this? How long has it been? I, I need another year to be sad about this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think it's what what makes it work. And I think that's why mm-hmm. God has brought us together in this mm-hmm in this capacity is that we complement each other very well in our, in our strengths. And I think that in the midst of our weaknesses that we have, we're able to not mask them, but our weaknesses don't come to the forefront because we're able to rely on each other's strengths in those ways really well. Um, So that's, that's kind of me testimony ministry. Um, I, I still love, I I still in my mind am am like an athlete. So I am, I don't know how to, to like, Um, classify myself as a disc golfer. I guess I'm technically rated as a pro, but I don't really feel like I am a pro. I don't think, I think my goal is to be at a place where I could be called a pro, but I don't think I'm there yet. Um, I have, I have wins as a pro, but I'm not calling them like real wins. These aren't like, you know, like real big tournaments or anything. So one of my goals this year is to either win a big disc golf tournament in my I now, I now get to play in the professional 40-year-old division, like the old guys. Uh, so I'd love to win one of those big tournaments um, or get to, in disc golf, it's 1,000 rating, which are, at that point I feel like I could be called a pro, um, but not there yet. So um, my wife and I, Cammy, have four boys. Seth is 16, Aiden's 15, Grayson's 10, and Hayes is 7. Um, none of them play soccer, and none of them play disc golf.
0: So it's a strange <laughs> thing.
1: They love football. Um, they love basketball. In fact, you had mentioned that uh the Chiefs and Bills game. Yeah. Um, Grayson was watching it with, with me and Cammy, and he was like jumping up and down on the couch because he was like so stressed out about because yeah. he's a Chiefs fan. Um and a cow, he's a really Cowboys fan first, but he likes the Chiefs yeah. too. So um love it. I can't it. believe none of them plays soccer. It's so well they okay, they did. Like you, Josh. Like Yeah, that's all we that's played. All you did that's all we did was play soccer. Yeah. And yeah, that was our whole life. And so Seth and Aiden started, but they just didn't really like it that much. And maybe part of it was that like I wasn't ever like pushing them in it. But my parents didn't push me either. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Super weird, but yeah, love love life with them, love doing life with them, love where things are out now. I have a uh woodworking company I do kind of on the side called Odox Woodworks. Um I definitely have too many irons in the fire, that's for sure. I we've been my wife and I've been um i call it slow flipping houses where we live in a house for uh you know four to however many years four to six seven years and we do a remodel on the house and then sell it and then move on to the next house and so we really like the house we're in now so i think it'd be hard for us to move i think it would either have to be a house like pat and mindy holt's house or it'd need to be out of town it's such a great house and i wish i could afford it but either that or out of town like with with some land ideally on the river (laughs) because that's the dream. Um, But I I just, I love, I love, uh, I hate remodel, but I love the idea of like being able to move up in, in property um, by just doing my own labor, sweat equity in it, uh, which is, which is a lot of fun. Um, I don't think there's anything else I need to say. Is there anything I'm missing that you feel like is pertinent?
2: You, uh, You love crypto.
1: I do love crypto. Yeah. Twenty, I started buying crypto because Mister Dusty led better. Hey Dusty, he never listens, hey. so he's not gonna know. Oh. So um,
0: I take it got, back. He got me into it. In, uh, Get you, actually, man. let's make fun
1: of him right now because he's never gonna listen Dusty to Dusty. <laughs> Gosh, Dusty, let's be the one yeah, episode. It's terrible when you had a beamer. Yeah, he got me into crypto in January of twenty twenty one. So my goal is uh I have some like crypto goals. So we'll see if I can accomplish some of those. This year. Me <laughs> too. Don't yeah. go broke.
0: <laughs> don't go broke. Yeah. Make some money.
1: I mean, I think one of the things we would all agree on is that we um like understanding where we're at income wise as pastors doing ministry, like we've always looked for opportunities to um not be weighted down by the lack of income. I'm gonna say sure. it that way. Where we yeah. wanna, you know, like I, I don't I don't feel like all pastors should Have to live in like a place where they're struggling financially all the time. Mm -hmm. I know not everybody's that way, but I I think so for us, recognizing, man, when we played at the church, we were like making literally nothing for a long time.
2: Yeah, for six or seven years. We were doing that. We were
1: just like grinding, just trying to make it. And then you, decided you are going to become a f- professional artist and grinding in that just to make it as well, you know. So, yep. I, and I think that, I mean, I mean, technically speaking, we're not making any money on crypto right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but we will hopefully in the future. But just looking for opportunities, painting, woodworking. Pierce is a social media company. He does mm-hmm. on the side. Like, I feel like we're all kind of a little bit um, entrepreneurial to some degree, which has been kind of fun for us as well yeah. as a group. I'll always be an entrepreneur, I think, to some degree. So, that's, that's, that's going to be me. I was selling stuff at school when I was like in third grade. Yeah, you were. Mm-hmm. Still selling stuff now. Actually, it was, I uh, stickers. I was selling stickers.
0: You gotta and sell I was stickers, man.
1: having other people sell stickers for me and I was paying them in stickers to sell stickers for me. That's, that's the way you got to go, man. It's mm. got the hustle. It's so
0: smart. It's a hustle. Especially back then. I like, was, did you order your stickers from those like book order? Things? That was the
1: first place I ordered it. Yeah. I was looking through one of those, one of those like Scholastic <laughs> catalogs yeah. or something. That was the first time I thought about it. Everybody was talking about stickers, and I saw a package of stickers for fifty cents. It was like two hundred stickers. I was like, That's "What I'm saying, man, dude, I could buy that and cut them up." And it took like a week or two for them to come in. And then when I realized I could buy stickers at like Walmart and Target, then yeah. it was over, man. Yeah. yeah, dude, did that and sold sold like hemp it's stuff so... in middle school. I sold. Uh, I didn't know you couldn't sell whitetail. Dear me, so I sold white tail deer jerky in high school until oh someone told me gosh. it was illegal. <laughs> I made so much money on that job. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Sorry, David. So, yeah. For the record, this is like True. Twenty years ago. Yeah, it was a long yeah, time yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, years ago. and somebody told me, and I I, you know, I got a cease and desist order from one of those teachers basically. <laughs> like, you gotta stop that right now. Um it was actually uh Mr. Wallace. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, That's right. That would make me. sense that he, he, he was, just was like, like uh, uh, you, and you can't now, can't
2: now he's that. dead. See where that got him.
0: Wow. That's not even it's our dad. Only, it's the only class nope. I I kind of feel failed. bad for a bad... <laughs> it's the Probably only that No, that's terrible. Yeah, when it's somebody... When it's our dad, it's okay. Yeah. When somebody else's dad, it's not okay. <laughs> no. It's not okay. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, Mr. Wallace. <laughs> it's,
2: so if Mr. Wallace loved Jesus, if, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Did he? I don't know. If I just, you,
1: he said he loved Jesus. Yeah, there we go. If yeah. you,
2: yeah. Uh, If you listen to this podcast, you know, and you made it all the way through... You should have had you should have gotten a lot of insight into uh, us. Um I'm a dork, is what we learned from mine. <laughs> the, these guys spend a lot of time talking about their spiritual lives and their families, all really elegant and beautiful. And I'm over here talking about beep, beep, being a pterodactyl beep, beep, beep. <laughs> metal detector and uh, That's, I like that. Yeah. And uh
1: uh, I can't wait for the videos. For years. Man. <laughs> like so. still pictures
2: of Ryan's face on a, like a, a real <laughs> Actually, and, uh, and I'm the teaching pastor at the <laughs> <Mormon> Department <district. laughs> There were so many moments when somebody were watching Ryan there that like, bless his heart. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> yeah, that's right. right just driving past the school. So, being uh, like, oh, yeah. Poor kid. Poor I kid. I bet that kid doesn't have any friends. He licks the walls. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Oh man, I put on a really pathetic puppet show in second grade. (laughs) That's another story for another time.
0: That is another story. What's (laughs) man? What's so what's so crazy, there's there's like a fine line between you and like legitimately like insane children. Like there's that, there's that. (laughs) If you were to tell me that you did that and then you would go home and like play with dead squirrels, then I'd be like We me and you would have a conversation like after this like there was somebody that told me the other day that they were like oh yeah so and so told me that their little brother would like get squirrels and take them inside and kill them over the sink and I was like that's that that's problematic you need to yeah. call somebody like yeah. But you know what else he did is he probably did the whole pterodactyl thing and did some <laughs> others like goof like then they're like oh it's just him being goofy I'm like oh it's, it's just him being goofy man <laughs> like it's, like uh, there's a little level of crazy I'm not I'm not lumping you in that category what I'm saying is there's like there's these fine lines of some of these kids man so I'm sorry I, I'm not I'm not doing that it's okay. I'm not doing that because there's just kids. They're just having a good time. you hey Ryan, right. We should put
1: those squirrels up.
0: <laughs> so anyway, if you could actually I'd, find middle,
1: like that'd be awesome. That'd be that would awesome. be awesome. Yeah, that
0: would be awesome.
1: Let's yeah. test it.
2: I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> sure, that, I'm sure that there have been some people. <laughs> we'll, we'll get that. Up. That'll be on Instagram. <laughs> I'm sure that there have been some people who thought I was crazy.
0: No, but you're not. That we're clear. What was that? What was that face? <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, I think I think what's what's what you're alluding to is like that there's this perspective of what normalcy looks yeah. like. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And I think it's it's a tragedy that we often put a standard on kids that you can't know yet.
2: Yeah. Oh no,
0: and yeah. exactly. And, you, and I'll, you're I'll just being yourself, having a good time.
2: I'll man. say this: the way my brain works, for me to be as high functioning as I am is a real blessing. <laughs> 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 I mean, if
1: we're being completely honest. You are an artist, yeah, yeah sure it yeah. makes total sense yeah. that you are a very intelligent it's artist. Par for the yeah course. and like and you,
0: to <laughs> use your like you were constantly using your imagination and constantly like outwardly expressing that yeah and can, can we, we just, get a
1: can we get a pterodactyl painting coming up? Oh, please. that would be
0: dope. <laughs> yes. <Please. laughs> Perched on top of your memory castle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got to
2: paint it. It's what you should it's do. a home with glass walls. There is a sunken living room. There's a kitchen with refrigerator. <laughs> well, you know how people will do, have like a painting, and then
0: over that painting, they'll do like uh, something that'll only show up in black light, like mm-hmm. over it. What you should do is do like this really, really intense, like, like brutal pterodactyl. Then over that, do you in a grass, in a grass nest that can only be seen when you turn the lights off. Black
1: yeah. Of light. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That'd
2: be awesome. I used to pretend I was He-Man when the gate would stick.
1: But I think a lot of people pretended they were <laughs> He-Man.
2: Yeah, but I mean, that was the, it was pretty I, convinced. I had,
1: I had